Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And by popular demand, which is to say our listeners on the Lisa Wexler Show have been clamoring for more information about this uh, new law that may once again reinstitute bear hunting after a time period in which Connecticut said no more, we can't afford to do it. Uh, These magnificent creatures live in the wild and their numbers are very small. But now all of a sudden one creature can be making quite a few house calls and some of them coming precariously close to humans and occasionally interacting with humans. So there's a big hullabaloo here in Connecticut about the reinstituting of bear hunting. And joining us right now is Laura Simon, who has devoted her life to the watching of our wildlife, the caring for our wildlife, the management of our wildlife. She graduated from the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies with a focus on wildlife policy. She is a wildlife ecologist herself and the president of the Connecticut Wildlife Rehabilitators Association and actually ran a hotline for 18 years to assist the public on all kinds of wildlife issues. She joins us right now. Laura Simon, welcome to the show today. Hello. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. So, Laura, first of all, are you okay? Because yesterday I know that you had a little bit of something on the way to this interview and you had like a small car accident or something. You're yeah. all right? Yeah, you all is fine. Thank um, you. Not my car, but I am. Okay, <laughs> not your car. But you know what? You're more important than the car. That's that's the key. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I hope so. of course. So, Laura, so what's going on in Hartford? What's being proposed? And then you can tell us what you think about it. What is okay. on the table? What's on the table? Tomorrow is a public hearing on two absolutely terrible bills. One is to set up a lottery to allow bear hunting in Connecticut, and the other is to expand Sunday hunting to public and private land and all species. So essentially, (gasps) people's one day of leisure may involve encountering a hunter in the woods shooting whatever form of animal they choose, um, using whatever weaponry they choose. It will not be limited to bow and arrow, which is grossly inhumane, but... Um, shotgun hunting, muzzleloader, whatever. It's just opening up Sundays for all kinds of hunting. So these are two terrible bills. This uh, public hearing came up last minute, and we are trying desperately to beat back both these bills because they are are, are just terrible. They're, they're not a solution to problems. They're just allowing more recreation at the expense of the public who doesn't want more gun violence, particularly in the woods that they hike in. 
So, Laura Simon, what committee are they being heard in front of tomorrow? Okay, it's the Environment Committee of the Connecticut State Legislature, and people can sign up to testify remotely or they can send in written testimony um, just to voice their opinion, which I sure hope they'll do because we are seeing hunters have been um, tapped from all over the country and there's a flood of testimony and opinions coming in from hunters who would love to see Connecticut opened up for bear hunting and uh, public hunting um, throughout Connecticut. Let's talk about the bears. Okay. Are the bears a problem, Laura Simon, for people? Here's the thing. I'm a wildlife ecologist, and what really drives me crazy is seeing how science is being misused. Um, The bears are not the problem per se. What's a problem is that people put out unintentionally or intentionally so much food. It's a virtual buffet when they just throw out their garbage cans that are unprotected. They put them out the night before. They have free-ranging chickens or unprotected beehives. These are all buffet items for black bears. They don't know they're not supposed to come to all this great smelling food. They can smell food a mile away. So they come to it. Now, what's interesting this year is the issue really bubbled up intensively because the drought caused all of the bears important foods. And we're talking acorns, um, hazelnuts, uh, beech nuts, blueberries and raspberries. All those crops kind of failed this year. There was very low production. You saw no acorns. You weren't stepping on any. So bears went into winter without their normal food items available. Plus, a lot of these nut trees only produce nuts every couple of years. And for some odd reason, the the, um, oak, acorns, hazelnuts, and beech nuts all failed this year. So Bears had very little natural food, which resulted in them wandering farther and wider for food. So people saw bears um, for the first time and panicked. But um, this is normal. Um, Drought influences the food availability. But we consistently see when we look to the science that conflicts with bears are directly related to food. Um, and, And what we need to do in this state is what Uh, communities throughout the country have done. They've implemented bear smart programs, which are programs that help residents contain trash and learn to recognize what food they're putting out and how to properly contain it to deter bears. We should Um, do it anyway, Laura. We would deter rodents and other kinds of things too. Hello. Yes, you are completely correct. When we put out all this food, all animals are going to come. Of course. And then people decide, hey, I moved to the, the beautiful Connecticut to the woods to be near nature, but now I want to take the nature out of nature. Oh, I know. We can't do yeah. that, Laura. We it's can't do terrible. That. But these bills are dangerous because they're the wrong approach. Our state agency, the Department of um, Environment and Energy, is pushing bear hunting because they've been wanting bear hunting for years for it's recreational and they um get revenue from the okay. sale of licenses i gotta but, hear this again you're yeah. telling me that deep our department of environmental protection it's in their descriptive language mm-hmm. is in favor of bear hunting they're pushing this bill and this it's completely disingenuous it's a terrible Um, misrepresentation of science and the proper way to help Connecticut resolve their problems. 
And, you know, if, if they want to have a recreational bear hunt and allow hunters to go in the woods, kill bears, put their skins and heads on the walls, you know, that's a separate issue. We need the public to weigh in on that. But to say that a bear hunt is going to resolve people's conflicts with bears is completely disingenuous because the bears that are killed in a hunt are the bears in the, the, the woods. They're not the bears that are in suburban areas coming to people's trash. So it's really misleading to the public because we need to teach people how to keep bears away if they don't want them around, how to properly contain trash, how to properly reinforce their chicken coops with electric wire fencing, which bears pay attention to. Um, Many beekeepers know this, and they properly um, protect their beehives with electric wire barriers, but we can teach bears to stay away from us by not providing all this food, and that's what DEEP should be focusing on, not pushing a bear hunt in the name of nuisance control. Because I can point to many studies which show that bear hunting has nothing to do with nuisance control because it is implemented in a different area where the nuisance problems occur, plus it tends to take out the bears that are eating natural foods and teaching their cubs to forage normally. So when you kill the bears that are doing the right thing, (laughs) you open up a niche for those who may not be. And it's just, it's a crazy approach. And, you know, we're, we're really opposing it. This hearing popped up kind of quickly at the last minute, and we're trying to flag it to the public's attention. Because if this goes through, bear hunting will be occurring all over Connecticut. And the worst part or one of the worst parts, it's not the worst part, is that bear cubs spend 18 months with their mother learning how to be bears and learning survival skills and what to do. So when their mothers are taken out, they're orphaned, and they are, you know, pretty much left to die. And it's it's a horrible thing. Do we have any polling, the people of Connecticut, on how we feel about our wildlife? Where, you know, I, I'm always... I mean, these legislators are going to get deep from the government saying they want to do it. They're going to get all these hunters saying they want to do it. You're going to be testifying, right? Yes, I will be. Yes, we do have polling. And there was a wildlife values study done by an outside organization that actually showed that the state agencies' values and programs were out of sync with the public's. The public does want humane solutions to wildlife problems. They don't want wild animals unnecessarily killed. And that report is out there, and it is extremely telling because it shows that, you know, in order to get the public to accept a hunt, um, the agency really has to flame fears about bears, and that's exactly what they're doing. People are scared of bears now. They're scared bears will attack their children. We don't have black bears attacking children. There is, or adults very much, there's about one to three cases a year nationwide. I mean, it's, you know, your your chance of getting bitten or harmed by a dog, by a lightning strike, by a lawnmower accident are far greater than your chance of being harmed by a black bear. Um, but, you know, people are very scared. They hear about an incident that occurs, the Morris incident, which was so rare that it made headlines around the country because it was so uncharacteristic of a bear to behave this way. And It was such a weird event because bears are not looking to people or even children as prey items. They're looking for vegetation. (laughs) They're looking for nuts. They're looking for maybe small rodents and fish. 
but not something as big as a person. We're chatting with Laura Simon, who is the president of the Connecticut Wildlife Rehabilitators Association. I'm so glad that you're so articulate on the subject, Laura, and I and I truly hope that you are persuasive because you've certainly persuaded me. You know, we've got, we've got this fear mongering of just about everything. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, the things that we need to be most afraid of are other people. Okay, yes. And, yes. and nobody's walking around arguing that we should extinguish other people because we're afraid of other people. But that is, in fact, the greatest danger to people. It's other people. Yes. It is so true what you're saying. And, you know, it's sort of a risk tolerance issue because people keep pointing to this Morris incident, which is such an outlier. It's such a rare event. I mean, if we legislated based on rare events, we would be outlawing cars. We would be outlawing dog ownership. I mean, you can't (laughs) legislate for rare, bizarre events. You have to look at what is the true risk. And if we look at black bears and black bear behavior, they are not a, tr- a true risk to people. They don't want to tangle with people. They're looking for food and they're looking to survive, but they're not looking to tangle with something, you know, as big as or not, if not bigger than them, that could harm them. They also want to raise their cubs in peace. And we saw in Newtown, you know, the guy that went after that, that um, mother, mm, Bear Bobby, so she tar- har- he harassed her for over an hour. He had free-ranging chickens. He did not fence them off. He didn't do anything to protect the chickens. He got annoyed with the bear, and he decided to pursue her and kill her. It was not an attack, and unfortunately, our state agency is presenting it as an attack. It was not an attack. It was a man that went, a police sergeant, who went after a bear for over an hour, and his intent was to kill her. And the result was two teeny little cubs were left behind, Uh, We did not follow the state agency's recommendation to leave them alone. We went and found them after a day and a half of searching, and they turned out to be 11 and 13 pounds. I mean, they were teeny. They needed help, and we um, worked with legislators and the media and certainly, you know, brought this to the public's attention, and the state agency finally had to agree to come help capture them. They wouldn't let us capture them. We bought a big trap, but they wouldn't let us do it. And those bear cubs ended up at a bear rehabilitation center, which was appropriate because they could not have survived on their own. Laura Simon, stick around. We're going to keep at this. Also, the hunting bill on Sundays, which is another, I just can't even, we'll get right back to you on that too. Okay. We'll be right back. More on the Lisa Wexler Show and wildlife and our quest for. um, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
flood. And welcome back to the show. Rejoining us, Laura Simon, who is the president of Connecticut Wildlife Rehabilitators Association, who is very opposed to two bills that are going to be heard in front of a committee tomorrow, in front of the Environment Committee. One will allow a lottery for bear hunting. And we just spent a fair amount of time talking about why that's a bad idea, despite the fact that it seems to be supported by DEEP, which is shocking to me as a citizen of Connecticut. And then the other is about Sunday hunting. Uh, Laura, we had a call from a listener who wants to know, uh, instead of emailing, is there a telephone number that she can call to register her opposition to the bear hunting bill to both of these? Um, Yes. Actually, what she should do is go to the website Um, of the Connecticut legislature, and she can submit a brief written statement. She should also call her state representative and senator, not her congresspeople, but state. But the website is C as in cat, G as in goat, A as in apple, dot gov. CGA.gov? I'm sorry, CGA.ct for Connecticut.gov. CGA.ct.gov. Yes. We'll put that on our um, Facebook page now in case people just want to look. That would be fantastic. And they just need to go to the Environment Committee, Mm -hmm. and then they can see the committee meetings, which one of them is tomorrow, uh, a public hearing, and then they can click on that to register their testimony. But they should also contact their state representative and senator and let them know how they feel. Who are the chairs of the Environment Committee? Um, The chairs are listed on the website. Senator Gresco is one of them. I'm just wondering they can, who they are, in case, in case yeah. I know them myself, yeah. just wondering yes. who they are. Okay. Right, right. They can look on the—you can see all the members of the committee. Most important, if one of your legislators is a member of that committee, it's really important to contact them right now because they will be uh, voting on these bills right after the public hearing tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Laura Simon, what about this Sunday hunting bill? Who came up with this brilliant idea? (laughs) Well, the state has been trying for years to implement Sunday hunting. Why? Uh, Taking away people's one day of leisure to vote to uh, hike in the woods uh, unmolested and the one day of rest for wildlife. They did manage after many years. It's just an attempt to increase recreational opportunities for hunters, which, by the way, are a teeny percentage of the Connecticut population. Um, And the idea was to allow them one more day in the weekend to hunt. They did manage to get a bill through in the past couple of years, which would allow Sunday hunting on private property with permission of the landowner. But now what they're going for is the whole state, public and private land. And they're going for not just bow hunting, which was allowed before, but any form of weaponry and any species. So literally, it would open up the whole state for hunting of uh, wildlife on Sundays. And people who look forward to that day to hike in the woods and, you know, be peaceful and enjoy the outdoors will now have to contend with hunters being in the woods. And and rifles, shotgun, muzzle loaders. Oh, there'll be an accident. I can see it waiting to happen. You don't have to. I mean, you talk about a foreseeable consequence. You've got to be kidding. Yes. And do we not have enough um, enough gun violence. I mean, it's just, it's ludicrous. It really is ludicrous. But again, it's in the name of catering to the teeny percentage. I believe 4% of the state is 
um, holds a hunting license, are we really wanting to accommodate this teeny percentage of the Connecticut public and allow them to take over the woods um, to, to our peril? It's not fair, it's not right, and it's not necessary. As a scientist, is this being done for any other reason than recreation? And the answer is no. This is not a measure to reduce any kind of wildlife problem. This is a measure to increase recreational opportunity for a teeny subset of the Connecticut public. And when you say any species, do you mean even species, you know, that are birds of prey that might be endangered? Are they able to shoot up in the woods at an owl or something like that? No, and I'm sorry I didn't make that clear. It's for any huntable species, any game species. Okay. Um, Pheasant, uh, raccoons, squirrels, coyotes, you know, any animals that are considered so-called game animals. I see. Yeah. You know, when I moved to Westport in 1989, I live in a one acre area mm-hmm. and it is, it is, some people think of it as heavily wooded. I don't, but it is mm-hmm. wooded for some, mm-hmm. just to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I used to see magnificent pheasants in my backyard every now and then. Mm-hmm. I have not seen them for 20 years. Wow. Wow. They're gone. Yeah. I do see turkeys now that I didn't see 30 years ago. So some species mm-hmm. have come where others have left. But mm-hmm. what happened to the pheasants in Fairfield County, Laura Simon? Yeah. Where'd they go? Uh-huh. Well, what's interesting is the pheasant hunting bill, uh, I, I'm sorry, the pheasant hunting program is one where these birds are released by deep into the woods for hunters to shoot. Oh, they no. are not oh. native oh. To, to our state. Oh. They're an exotic species. So Technically, they're meant to be shot. They don't tend to survive. Oh, some my. do survive. Um, yeah, some do do survive, but it's it's they're not meant to. And um, you know, this environment is very different from their native um, native uh, habitat in the Orient. So, you know, with bad winters, um, you're going to see their numbers go way down. And the ones that you do see in the spring and summer, they they were. They're survivors. They were beautiful birds. I remember the blue chest. They were, they were just yeah. beautiful birds, and it was yeah. just stunning once they in are. a while when I would see them. All right, we have a quick call for you, Gloria, from Westport. Very quick with Laura Simon. Gloria, you've got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yes, I know, Lisa. Um, I live in Westport. I also I feed all the animals. We have deer feeders. I feed anything, all, any and all wildlife. Uh, I've had people come onto my property with shotguns onto my own private property. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I can't even imagine what will happen when this this goes through. Yeah, because the way it is now, they're literally walking onto my property. Yes, unbelievable. Yes. And another problem with all this is that Deep's enforcement. Staff Laura, I have has, to cut you off. Oh, okay. That's what the music means. We're going to get cut off. Okay. Laura Simon. Thank you so much. Call your representative if this is something you care about. The committee meeting is tomorrow. I'm Lisa Wexler. We'll be back behind the mic tomorrow. Stay tuned for more here on WICC coming right up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 